BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio from 1 until 4. After 4 o'clock, you go to the iHeart app and download the uh, John and Ken on demand podcast so you can hear everything every day. All right. Well, today, a whole bunch of California big city mayors went to Sacramento to beg for more homeless money. As you know, we found out last week that the state budget is projected a deficit of over $30 billion. So this crowd doesn't want to waste any time getting up there and lobbying to make sure they don't only get the same amount. They probably get even more money for homelessness. California big city mayors, a coalition of mayors. Let's bring on Blake Trolley, KFI News, who, of course, Karen Bass was among the group to go. Yeah, guys, she was among the group. This is a bipartisan group of mayors. The mayors are from the largest 13 cities in California. This includes San Jose, Fresno, San Diego, San Francisco, and, of course, Los Angeles. And today, the push from these mayors to the governor and to state lawmakers is more money is needed than Governor Newsom's more than $3.7 billion he's allocated in his proposed budget towards homelessness. As you mentioned there, Ken, uh, yeah, there is a projected shortfall for this budget. The mayor, with that said, still allocated $3.7 billion in the state budget for homelessness. But uh, Mayor Bass and these other mayors say they want more money to fight homelessness. Mayor Bass making her push in Sacramento along with all of these mayors today. While this year's state budget must be difficult, the need for housing interventions and services must remain a top priority. We need to ensure additional funding in this budget to make an even bigger impact. I'm proud to stand with my colleagues from the Big City Mayors Coalition and join them in asking for additional funding for HAP, Home Key, and mental health and substance abuse beds. 
This is the number one crisis we are facing in California, and the only way we will solve it is by acting together with locked arms, as we say in Los Angeles, to bring folks inside. Nobody for good. says that. I as we never say heard that. I've never heard anybody say that in Los Angeles. <laughs> so I should lay this out, guys. The The budget for next year for 23 to 24 is uh, more than $306 billion. Again, Governor Newsom uh, allocating $3.7 billion uh, to a variety of homelessness programs. And what these mayors want, they want an allocation of $2 billion every year. So that's pretty significant given that the entire budget for next year is $3.7 billion. They want $2 billion every year through 2026. So this would be a total of $6 billion and a type of grant funding that goes directly to cities to fight homelessness. Additionally, the mayors want $1.5 billion in Project Home Key money. This is a program you guys have heard of. Uh, everybody's heard of this, of course. Creates a mix of housing through uh, throughout the state from hotels to homes to convert, uh, you know, converted commercial property. Have, 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 did anyone discuss about the billions that they have gotten and have produced no no positive results towards reducing homelessness on the streets. Every year, there's more and more vagrants on the streets, and every year they get billions of more dollars. So everything they're doing has on a net has increased homelessness. Yeah, John, they laid out some numbers uh, today. The mayor say that they have plans to reduce homelessness by 16 percent by 2025. That's more than 13,000 people. 16 percent. Uh which means 84% of the homeless will remain on the streets uh, two years from now. And then on Home Key, and this is the, the program they want $1.5 billion for, the mayors say the program has so far created more than 5,100 new homes and the funding they're asking for. So this is that $1.5 billion would create more than 2,300 well, new homes. So just to give you a breakdown any, of that, any, uh, that price tag. Anybody talk about the relentless influx of uh, vagrants from all the other states in the union to California? We got, we, got, a, we got 12 percent of the population and a third of the homeless. And that's something that I think is going to become a conversation. It's something I'm certainly curious to hear from from the governors. Is there going to be a call for federal funding? Because, yeah, the homeless issue, of course, doesn't originate. Not every homeless person originates from California. A lot of them migrate to California and then that gets worked into our but, state. Budget. But nobody ever accounted for the billions of dollars they've spent already that were basically blown that didn't help the situation. Yeah, and, and it, one thing I want to touch on, guys, I heard Ken talking about this as well, uh, is the Inside Safe program. Mayor Bass today given that update uh, on Inside Safe and on all of the you know efforts that she's made towards homelessness. Uh, she pointed to housing more than 4,000 people since she's taken office. But back to Inside Safe, that program is starting to cause some ruffles at City Hall. When you talk about accountability and people wanting accountability for a program, uh, some city council members want more frequent updates on the program. The council had actually requested reports every two weeks as part of the initial $50 million that was allocated to fund the program. And officials say those updates have not happened. Councilwoman Monica Rodriguez yesterday expressed frustration that there have only been two updates in five months. She says she wants more information on people being helped, including where are they going and how inside safe operations are being determined. Uh, the city's chief administrative officer says uh, yesterday, this was during that second update, that 15 camps across the city have had operations uh, so far. He says more than 1,200 placements have happened. I'm working to figure out exactly what a placement means. Yeah, what again, is that? This is starting to placement? ruffle some feathers in uh, City Hall well, because again, they want to see, you know, 
exactly what's happening with that money that's do being these invested people, more frequently. Do these people stay in the hotels? That's what Councilwoman Monica Rodriguez wants to know. She wants more data on exactly what's happening, more follow-through on exactly how this program is working. So I think uh, given that the city council is starting to make some noise about this, I think we're going to get some more information on exactly how this program's working. All right, Blake, thank you very much for that report. You got it. Blake Trolley, KFI News on Mayor Bessetti going to Sacramento what? to plead for more homeless spending money. Yeah. You know, and you got to be careful here. Uh, I'm not entirely aware of every position that Monica Rodriguez, the city councilwoman, has. But some of them, and I think Yaroslavsky is one of these, they don't like this Inside Safe program, but they're coming from a complete different perspective. They're like, well, that's just going to shuffle the homeless people around. You're just going to mm. move them out of an encampment. They're going to end up somewhere else. But they don't really like you messing with the street no, people. No, so. they, they want the street people to stay in the street. And, and do all kinds of disgusting, gross things in front of people's homes. That's what Katie Arslavsky's into. That's why she let that encampment on uh, San and Vicente stay there for months. She wasn't doing anything. And our concern is if you're going to put them in these hotels, well, then what? Do they stay there, as John asked? Do they end up in some sort of permanent housing? And is it going to be that permanent housing like the, those skid row buildings that are disgusting? Right. I mean, really? This idea of housing first sends you down this path which is an awful, disgusting rabbit hole. Because what I just described is often what happens. Some of them are going to leave the hotels because they don't like the rules. Others may be shuttled over to these, quote, permanent well, supportive housing units, which get destroyed and go bankrupt. Right. So, so are these people out of the encampments, are they sitting in these hotels and they're doing their drugs all day and their booze? Yeah, I don't. I, all right. I mean, they're all addicts or they're mental patients and the mental patients inside their hotel rooms. That's a good question. Well, I don't they, know whether or not this inside safe where she's putting them in these hotels, if they have the rules well, or not. What's the difference between this and all the buildings that were destroyed for that uh, Skid Row housing nonprofit that we've been talking about? Right. They had 29 yeah. of their buildings the destroyed. Housing trust, yeah. So now we're going to find out that these dozens of uh, old hotels are being destroyed. Nobody's being uh, weaned off their, their drugs and booze, and none of them are getting mental health treatment. I'm glad they're inside a hotel and they're not on the street, but eventually they're, they're going to ruin the place. Yeah. All right, we'll talk more about this when we come back, including uh, a victory lap of sorts taken by a, uh, a public media outlet, KCRW, that Proposition HHH has finally paid off, says the headline, more than six years after it passed. But when you actually dig into the article, you'll see that, and we don't even know what the future is of this permanent housing, but it's it's a small number considering that L.A. has 42,000 homeless people. It seems John like the, and Ken, the, uh, the article contradicts the headline. Kind of it does. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Well, it was back in 2016 when the voters of Los Angeles, which did not include John Cobelt, okayed Proposition HHH, which is supposed to stand for Housing Development Supportive Housing. It was a property tax increase to come up with $1.2 billion in bonds to build permanent supportive housing. And as soon as I see that number, $1.2 billion, I think... You can tell that ain't going to build much. No. And you have 42,000 homeless people, and then we started hearing about the cost 
of some of these buildings, $500,000 was an apartment in Koreatown or something like that. Mm. You know there's no way that the, this would be enough money anyway. But supposedly it's not all the money. They were getting money from other sources as part of this program to put up uh, this new housing. But KCRW, which is what, a Bay Area public radio station? No, it's out of Santa Monica. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, uh, they touted uh, that it's uh, a victory. Proposition HHH has finally paid off more than six years after it passed. This is why you can't trust public radio. Because they're cheerleaders for every wacky progressive cause that doesn't work. And what they always do in these stories, you see this in the El Segundo propaganda Pravda Times, is they start off with a first-person, heart-rending story. Olga. Olga Rosario. Now, what do we have 62 here? 62-year-old woman, and not your typical uh, ugly, vagrant male that we see on no, the streets. No, 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 no. No, not some guy who's, who, whose meth addiction caused him to uh, lose all his teeth. Uh, he's not a guy in fentanyl and xylazine who has big, open, bloody sores, right? He's not stumbling around like a zombie. They pick a 62-year-old woman with a seashell collection. <laughs> they really soften the attitude, right? It says the bathroom in Olga Rosario's new studio in Silmar has an entire shelf dedicated to her seashell collection. I love the beach, Rosario says. The sink by the window. That's what I've always wanted. She's 62 years old and she never had a sink? What has she done with her life? And of course they don't tell you that part. What do you I, think she just wanted the sink by the window? I, Maybe she's had a sink but not by the window. Oh, oh, so that's what we're paying for? You can wash the dishes and look out and see so, the beautiful environment. So she can watch a, a bird while she's I, washing the dishes. This is what she's I'm saying. in some sort of apartment building in Silmar, 56 units, formerly homeless disabled tenants who get deeply subsidized rents and supportive services such as on-site counseling. So it's 56 units. We've got over 40,000 homeless people, and they built 56 units, and KCRW thinks that it's time to hold a parade. They claim that more than a dozen buildings will open every remaining quarter of this year. Mm -hmm. At but in the end, when you told this up, it's not going to house anything close to the 42,000. No, and, and it's not. They get, said they were supposed to only create 10,000 new units over 10 years with HHA. And it's not getting the psychotic meth addicts off the street. Oh, oh, this morning? Going to yeah. get the bagel, right? Mm. And I'm going down the last half block before I pull in front of the bagel shop. And on the corner, I noticed this guy and actually slowed down to look at him for a second. He's he's sitting on um on on, on a stoop, right? Uh, like a little cement bench. And it looks like he had peed in front of himself. Hmm. And he had his hand on his genitals. He's wearing pants, but he's vigorously juggling and tugging on his uh, genital area. Oh. Like there's a whole rhythm thing going on there. And it looks like he's already already peed in front of himself. Well, I now Get that guy off the street. I would not street. be hungry for a bagel anymore. No, no, it actually, yes, it did upset my stomach a bit. No, and then I, uh... I, I parked the car, I got out, and I looked down the street, and he was still doing it. So this this is this is morning, uh, technically it was Santa Monica. Morning in Santa Monica. The hell? No, it's... That guy, that guy's not being taken off the street, but we have a 62-year-old woman with a seashell collection.
Because it's always the low-hanging fruit. That's the term we use for when they go after the easy ones that they can house, who don't object to rules, who are calm. I mean, there's some of them. Not every vagrant is a crazy alcoholic and mental patient, but that's how. And then they sell the story to the media. Right. Like, well, look at right. what, an, what impact and inroads we've made. Well, we got Olga an apartment with a sink by the window. Here's one of the most galling quotes from Anne Sillow the general manager of the city's housing department. And she's referring to the lack of success for the last six years, ever since we passed this. Oh, yeah, because a couple of councilmen, including that dope Jose Weizar, said you're going to see big results within six months. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have a quote here. Now, again, he's on his and way in to... in two years, we're going to see a significant reduction in people living on the streets. He told the L.A. Times back in 2016. Significant reduction in two years. That would be 2018. According to this uh, this felon, uh, Weezar is headed to prison now. But but this this is what happened. They passed the billion dollars, and gas bags. This crooked, felonious politician, Weezar, tells the L.A. Times, who dutifully prints it, "Oh yes, in two years you're going to see significant developments." Well, it was all a complete lie. And then Ann Sewell, the general manager of the city's housing department, said, "Quote." I think we got a, a little bit trapped by bad messaging. Oh, is that the new term for lying? We got a little bit trapped by bad messaging. In other words, you hardly got anybody off the street. You hardly built anything. It was a total swindle of the taxpayer. Complete theft. And now six years later, you have a 56-unit building, and the public radio shows are going, Woohoo! look at that, look at that. The rest of her quote is, there was so much excitement around finally having resources. The fact that they weren't immediately generating places to live was a huge letdown for a lot of people. It, well, here we are now seven years later, and you, you got a couple of buildings up. Yeah. And and again, it's the low-hanging fruit you're putting in there. What about that crowd that was on San Vicente and the nude woman on the couch? When are you going to take care of that? And we were told that there was just a, a, a lack of uh, lack of available shelter for them. That's why the nude lady was on the sofa. They didn't have a place for her. So which is it? Well, they found a place because that encampment's empty yeah. now. Well, found a place after it made the front page of uh, all the newspapers. Well, that's what you have to do is uh, make noise about every homeless encampment and try to get coverage until uh, they're yeah. embarrassed enough to do something about it because often they won't. What? Oh, we got trapped by bad... I've noticed this now. They tell lies or they tell just preposterous stories and they say, well, it was ineffective messaging. It's no, you didn't tell the truth. You 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 hoodwinked and swindled people. That's what you did. You're a bunch hoodwinked. of con artists. Hoodwinked. A hoodwinked. Yeah. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere. It's the iHeartRadio app. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. You can uh, be part of uh, one or two mobs. Uh, The mob that listens between one and four. On the radio, and after 4 o'clock, the podcast, John and Ken On Demand on the iHeart app. A lot of mob members like that, too. Yes. Uh, Yeah, and the voice line is another way to connect to the show. We do play those calls on Friday. It's coming up in just two days. So leave your messages using the iHeart Radio app. If you want to do it that way, you use the microphone icon to leave a message for the voice line. Or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Too bad we're missing the animal lady because she would enjoy, I think, mostly a video I was just looking at on Fox 11. Apparently, uh, their Sky Fox today caught the end of a, I don't know whether it was a chase, but there's two guys that have to get out of a car and splay down on the ground to be arrested, as usually happens at the end of many chases, right? Yeah. And you see all the cop cars lined up behind them. Well, one of them had a small dog. <clears throat> and the small dog... As the man gets out of the car with his hands up, the dog just keeps circling the guy around and around. Eventually, the guy walks forward, and then he lays down on the street, and he splays out his arms and his legs. And the dog hops on his back and just kind of sits there. It's actually adorable. <laughs> he hasn't pinned. But now the dog wants to play, doesn't really understand what's going on. So, the, for the, yeah, he does kind of have him pinned, but he just sits up there on his Wait, back. He switched sides. And the cops are walking up like, what the hell? 
<laughs> that dog is just, he's really attached to this guy. He may be a thug. I don't know what the arrest was about. Well, I have the, no idea. The dog is providing a little interference uh, there. So the cops. Kind of was, but yeah. also was just, I just want to be with you and around you. And uh, now that you're going to lie on the ground, well, there we go. I can hop up on you. Maybe that's what he does at home when he, a guy lies on the couch and the dog hops <laughs> yeah, up on his chest. So now he's lying on his stomach. I'll just hop on his back. Shows you how dumb dogs are, huh? He has no idea what's going on. Eventually the cop comes. <laughs> the leash was there, but the dog was walking with the leash hanging on the street. And then the cop grabs the leash. and t- The dog was not resisting arrest, so he <laughs> took the dog away. I think he was aiding arrest. It was safer. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know what he was doing. He just wanted to. I mean, he thought, you know, you are a bad guy. I'm just going to sit on you until the cops come. And another great story, it's actually also from Fox 11, comes with one of those, you just have to see it, mugshots. Uh, this is a guy who's got hair, John, like Shemp of the Three Stooges. Remember Shemp? Oh, yeah. The long, dark hair was usually got split in the middle. It was kind of greasy looking and a little uh-huh. disheveled. Yeah. Uh, staring into the camera. And I don't know why, but he's shirtless, the man in this particular <laughs> mugshot. I don't know whether he's completely nude, but he's not too bright. Uh, apparently, this happened in Moreno Valley, and uh, sheriffs uh, were called out. Sheriff's deputies from Riverside County were called to the home of uh, Gilberto Puga on Sunday. He called the police to report that two women broke into his home. When they got there, they heard women screaming for help. They determined that the women had been imprisoned in the guy's home. Wait, he had called the police? They found, so when the deputies got, yes, he called the police to report that two women have broken into my home. That's the reason uh, that they responded. Now that he's trying to cover his. I guess so how, with his own story. How long were they in there? Uh, we don't know yet. Uh, the, after an investigation, detectives determined the women did not break into the home. They were locked in the home against their will and tortured. So he was he was arrested yesterday, Jeez. but they had to figure out what was going on first. When they arrived there, they found women walking away from the house, and he was uncooperative with deputies and, and eventually <laughs> left the location. After calling the police. Yes. Yes. They're now asking anybody that may have had a similar experience with the man to call the Moreno Valley Sheriff's Station because he may have done this to other women before. Just uh, held them against There's their so will. There's so many predators and animals out there. Looking at him, I have a feeling he's either on drugs or got really drunk and just thought, you know, I'll try to turn the tables on these two. I'll report them as breaking into my home. That'll teach yeah, him. Yeah, good but, one. Uh, they had a different story. And also from the crime world, making news today, we're not going to have a preliminary hearing for the man that's accused of stabbing to death the four University of Idaho students. Instead, a grand jury indicted him. So that's two ways that a prosecutor can go. Uh, He can put it before a judge in a preliminary hearing, or he can put it before a grand jury and let them decide whether or not there's enough evidence uh, to indict on charges. And uh, this grand jury said yes. That's a confidential way of doing it. You do it at a hearing, a lot more information gets public. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer because this was supposed to happen in June. I remember you were incredulous because these murders happened last November. He was arrested in late December. And you're like, we got to wait till June? But uh, apparently Brian Koberger wanted it that way. He well, kinda... he must have waived. He's got a right to a speedy trial. Everybody does. And I guess yeah. he waived that. He guess he waived I... that. And uh, so that's maybe instead why prosecutors decided then to try the grand jury route rather than wait. Yeah, until they, uh, they, there's still been very little information uh, revealed about the type of evidence they have and whether they figured out his reason for doing this. 
Right. Um, yeah, it says here that everything was set to have an extended preliminary hearing next month, which would have explored much of the evidence collected by right. investigators. Right. But the grand jury indictment eliminates that process. So now we have to wait for the actual trial yeah. to see the whole case spelled out by the prosecution. Although, you know, we know some of it. We know about, uh, what, the knife sheath. And there was DNA found on that that they linked with his own DNA because uh, they took it out of his there, trash there's, back there, in Pennsylvania. There's no mystery here other than the morbid curiosity of why he fixated on uh, on these girls. These girls. Yeah. But then there were stories that he had run across them before and that yeah. sometimes he but ate I, at a restaurant where one of them worked. Right. And, so did one of them give him a bad meal? Uh, did she complain about the tip? Uh, was it a sexual attraction? It was, was it a cool group that he wanted to be a part of? Right, uh, you know, wanted to. The date, other evidence is that the, one of them was was the key was that car, that white Hyundai Elantra. We all laughed about that back in December. That oh wow, so somebody saw a car drive by, but that turned out to be key, and uh, it appeared it, it matches a vehicle seen on surveillance footage near the home. He actually did drive a white Hyundai Elantra. I often think, and about then it. they determined from his phone that uh, he had been in the region hours before and after the killings. How many guys walk around with dark obsessions? fixations on one woman or another, their frustrations, you know, the incel crowd. Yeah, I, I always thought this guy was part of the incel crowd. Yeah. Because I don't think, uh, what was he, is he 29 years old? There was no link to him in relationships. No, there wasn't I, a lot about no, people that, you know, really No girlfriend well. said, oh, I dated Brian. He was he was wonderful. No, I, I still miss him. No, incel. And remember, the the uh, the in in the, fra in the phrase incel is involuntary. Yes, it's involuntary. It, it's not a religious choice. Involuntarily celibate. It's, it's that absolutely no woman on the planet is interested in him. How many women are there? About four billion in the planet. You can't get one out of four billion after 29 years. Well, you must be sending off some really bad vibes. So his hope one day supposedly was to provide counseling for high-profile criminals. So that's the other thing about this. That's what he was studying, studying criminology. Mm -hmm. Uh, those university the, in Washington. Those were his heroes. This was his life's work. Nice. High-profile uh, high criminals means guys who killed a lot. He went to Washington State, and it says the university counseled him over a verbal altercation he had with the professor and investigated his conduct with women around the time of the killings. He was ultimately fired from his job as a teaching assistant in December just before he got arrested. So that kind of happened separately. He was having some other issues going on. And, of course, mm -hmm. we found out that during his teen years, apparently he got hooked on heroin. Mm -hmm. He got really fat. He had some real emotional problems. Yeah, so, yeah he's a crazy person. Because when people looked at him in the pictures, like, oh, it's just this clean-cut, thin guy who looks like any other average uh, white guy. Uh, this, uh, this, You never know what's going on in people's brains. No. In this and case... His study of criminology brought him so close to this. I I do think he tried to get away with like a perfect crime. Yeah, but he just he psychotically picked out his victims and decided uh, I'll go to that party house. They won't even know I'm there because that place is kind of chaotic. Did not I'll execute. Bet you I can stab people to death and walk out of there. Did not execute properly. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken KFI AM six forty live everywhere on the iHeart Radio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Here's a bulletin. Uh, a group of black congressmen and women held a press conference today and demanded $14 trillion in reparations. Oh, $14 trillion. 
No, this is the U.S. government. U.S. congressmen and women. They want mm. the U.S. government. $14 trillion. This is uh, catching on. Yeah. One of them. San Francisco wants to do it. California wants to do it. Now somebody in Washington, D.C. wants to do it for the nation. One of them is uh, running for Senate to replace Dianne Feinstein. How come nobody in Alabama is doing this? <laughs> yeah. Where there was actual slavery. Right. Lots of it. Right. Georgia. And, uh, uh, yeah, go talk, go talk to the descendants of the slave owners in the those, southern states. Those southern, those Confederate states, That's man. Right. No, uh, my family didn't own any slaves. Okay? So, uh, bag of worms just keeps me. opening up. Uh, the New York Post has got an exclusive inside the drama of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's New York City paparazzi chase ordeal. Oh, please tell four me. Four reporters on this. Four. Four. However, the first paragraph is their near catastrophe and over two hour paparazzi car chase wasn't exactly the high drama debacle that their reps made out. Uh, so you heard all the headlines this morning yeah. that, oh, my God, everyone could have died. And remember what happened to Princess Diana. And then everybody remembered, wait a second, this is Manhattan. You, the you, couple was was tailed for about an hour and had a police escort, <laughs> according to law enforcement sources. So. I don't know how that could become that dangerous. It wasn't. They lied. They wanted attention. They're they're uh, they're addicted to publicity. They're nobody called nine one one. There were no collision reports. Right. So if this was this dangerous, you think somebody would have said, "Hey, do something." There's crazy cars riding around on the streets here. They made up. And of a course, this happened in Manhattan. They left the Ziegfeld Theater in Midtown just before ten p.m. They made up a big lie, and everybody in the media went for it. See, yes, years ago. Uh, the, the a reporter would check out to see if a story was true, or at least there was some basis for it. You, you'd get some witnesses, you'd get a police statement, uh, you, you, you'd, you'd find out the, the background. Now, uh, they just, uh, a, a public relations flack for this these, these two knuckleheads says, oh my God, a horrible paparazzi chase. You remember what happened to his mother? Oh, this went on for two hours. They were chased all over the place. It was so dangerous. They almost died. Oh, except it didn't happen. Now, apparently they come out of the theater and there is paparazzi hounding them. So, but so, in the end, they get into a vehicle and they're flanked by both a private security car, car and an NYPD vehicle. So it's not like they're alone in a car and they're being chased by no. you know, hordes of paparazzi driving 100 miles an hour. You can't go 100 miles an hour. Not in, in Manhattan. In Manhattan. No. It's, it's, it's impossible. They, they just lied. They flat out lied. They're looking for attention. Apparently her mother was with them, too. You Meghan know why? Markle's mother. They, they, because increasingly people hate them and are fed up with them, so they're trying to get sympathy. So they were trying to dredge up the ghost of Diana. Oh, remember how Diana died? Look at that. We almost died, too. It's like, sit down. So what they did was they drove in circles, if you know New York, between FDR Drive and West 57th Street. Then they stopped on a, at a police precinct on the Upper East Side. They kind of hung out in the garage, and then they just jumped into a cab. Mm -hmm. Harry, Megan, and Doria, the mother. Uh, they were trying to just uh, fake out the paparazzi by, you know, ditching the car and taking a cab. The cab driver spoke to the post. Got a great name, Sukchum. Yeah, Sukchum Sunny Singh. His nickname is Sunny. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't go by Sukchum. It might be Sukchum. Sukchum. <laughs> His friends call him Suck. Uh, he, he said uh, they didn't say much. They were nice people. They looked a little nervous, but they didn't seem scared. 
And then he did say a bunch of paparazzi came out of nowhere towards his cab. It wasn't scary what happened when I had them in the cab, but I don't know what happened before with them. So he's talking about the last part of this trip where yeah, he took him to the Upper East Side. No, you know, but people click on those stories. They do. And I, you know what? I blame women for this. I don't know of a single guy who follows the, the, these two. No. Seriously. I, it was hard to avoid the headlines I, this I, morning, but I didn't actually click the story. No, no, but I mean, just in terms of like uh, uh, discussion, just, you know, whenever. I Only women talk about them. No yeah. men. Now we'll talk about a uh, car situation of a whole different kind. We're going to get the audio uh, on this story. NBC9 in Denver, uh, a very unusual DUI stop. Let's listen. A rough night for at least a driver in a southeastern Colorado town. That's because he tried to switch seats with his dog after being pulled over on suspicion of DUI. Now, it happened in the small town of Springfield. That's in Colorado's southeastern corner. Springfield police say an officer pulled over a driver going 52 and a 30, and then the driver tried to switch seats with his dog. The dog had been in the passenger seat. They said they were trying to get from Los Animas to Pueblo, but got lost. Well, they were because, as you can see on the map, Springfield's in the other direction. The town's actually closer to Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, and New Mexico than it is to Pueblo. Police say there were also two sober people in the back seat, one of whom the actual owner of the car. Springfield's police chief says he doesn't know why one of them wasn't driving. The driver, who they found in the passenger seat, was booked on several charges, as well as two prior warrants coming out of Pueblo. The other two passengers then took the car and the dog to Pueblo. So I don't understand any of that. So this guy apparently is driving drunk. Right, he gets pulled over, and the dog's sitting in the seat next to him. He's got two people in the back seat, but he the, switches. He tries to switch places with the dog to pin the, uh, the, the the erratic driving on the dog. The owner of the car is sitting sober in the back seat. That makes no sense. You're right. So it, why didn't that person drive? So they were out together. And it's like you know what? I'll let the drunk guy drive my car. I'll sit in the back. Maybe and, he wanted to try it out. He just and, said, hey, hey, man, can I try your car? And then if then if you're pulling a switch, wouldn't you pick uh, the the sober owner? Well, not, I don't think not, you pick not, a dog. Not, <laughs> well, the dog was sober. <laughs> True. But maybe not credible as a driver. <laughs> Seriously. Are they sure those two in the back were sober? Or that maybe they were stoned on something? Or <laughs> It seemed to be the indication that they were. <laughs> like if, so he then exited the side of the car and claimed he wasn't driving but he showed clear signs uh, of intoxication when asked about his alcohol consumption he ran from the police officers that's a good response within 20 yards of the car that's yeah. another that's a sign of innocence right there he had two active warrants for his arrest uh, so yeah he was already a wanted guy i think this is his whole life the i every day it's something the poor dog <laughs> This two dog What's, stories this half hour alone. The poor not, dog and the police uh, stop uh, I, in South L.A. And now this poor dog. Not one, but two sober people in the back seat. I don't. I don't believe they were sober. They couldn't have been. They. They must have been whacked on something. All right. When we return, we are going to go back to the border for a couple of stories. One concerns when this happens every time, doesn't it? that uh, six people on the FBI terror watch list were apprehended in Arizona. Oh, that's good news. That's uh, always good news to know they're in the country. And then what we suspected, although I didn't know it was TikTok, but apparently the migrants are big on using social media for, quote, 
the latest information mm. on migrating to the yeah the latest inf- I'm not saying it's good information just information no but it gets them to come here and we'll explain all this coming up Johnny Ken KFI AM 6:40 we're live everywhere the iHeart Radio app and Deborah Mark off Mark Ronner live in the 24 hour KFI newsroom Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Turns out a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit mrsmyers.com today.